Single, a mom, an entrepreneur, juggling it all and talking about topics while on the go. Hi, I'm Lisa Waldron, and this is Go 10 Lisa Podcast. Are you ready to listen to the best podcast that's real, inspiring, and sometimes cringe? Okay, get ready, get comfy, and go! Hi, everyone, and this is On The Go. This is what happened on Go 10 Lisa Podcast, and I am Lisa Waldron. So, you know, I've always heard the terminology MILF, M-I-L-F, right? And I was watching, you know, the show Sex and the City um, has a after show, after show that's called And Just Like That. And they reference it too, like, you know, um, um, Charlotte and I forgot what the sister's um, new character's name is, the one that kind of replaced Samantha a little bit. If you know, then go. But basically, they were at the school, the predominant, prodigious school, and apparently there was this list going on, on, this MILF list. So I was like, let me look up. I've heard it all the time. I know it was some kind of reference to something like GOAT. Like, I didn't know GOAT is greatest of them greatest of them all or something like that so MILF the urban dictionary definition of MILF is a mom that they'd like to F or a mature or mature they'd like to F a MILF is any woman with children who has men that want to have sexual intercourse with her the term is also sometimes used to describe women of a certain age between 30 and 40 plus who are not mothers themselves but are deemed to be sexually attractive and also have men that would be that would like to partake in sexual intercourse with them. So I was like I wonder if anyone thinks of me. You know, because I'm watching this show and they're like, oh, who's on the list? You know, all the mothers want to know who is on this list that all these teenage boys had, um, you know, put together. And this is just a show, people. But then it had me thinking, like, I wonder who out there because, um, you know, I am still attractive. I think I'm attractive. You know what I mean? I'm not like super, but, but, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but I do know that I have grown better, looked better as I age, I think, or some people may differ to say that, but I have had young men who have come up to me at my, um, booth area when I am selling my products for my small business and actually have tried to hit on me. And, and I'm like, in my head, like, do you, you know, like, do you know how old I am? You know, that's like, like I said, I look very good for my age. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, because I'm like, black don't crack. Let me stop. But it, but you get what I'm trying to say. And it's like, is that what it means? Like, but nobody has ever come out and called me that. Do I want to be on some teenager, young boy list of, based on this definition? Hey, the answer is no, but you know what? There's probably some 
people out there that probably do. And I was like, interested. Who comes up with these terminology anyway? Is that like an undercover kind of way of not saying it outright and whatever? MILF also stands for the something, something. Anyway, it goes into other definitions. But I'm just curious if you're a mom and have kids um, (laughs) and you're in a business or workplace or whatever and or you're a teacher or something or whatever. Actually, if you're a teacher, is there such a list? I'm sure there is, especially if you're in high school. I'm sure kids look at, you know, their teachers or whatever and like, I, you know, back then as a teenager, I never said, oh, whatever. I would just be like, oh, that teacher is so handsome. Oh, my, you know, like you daydream about your teacher. I think every girl has gone through that. But I never know from a guy's perspective what they actually think. I may have a follow-up for that in episode 10. More to come on that. Now, on to today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to season 22, episode 3 on Goten and Lisa podcast. And I am your host, Lisa Waldron. So I wanted to talk about this briefly. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know sometimes my briefly or quick end up being an hour or so. But I just wanted to share with you things that are happening in my life, things that I think would be beneficial for you to hear about, think about, talk about, you know. Um, you know. So the other day, my mom called me, you know, and like almost every day, but she called me on this particular day to say that um, out of the blue that she asked my other siblings for feedback, um, you know, I I don't know how she phrased it, but it was basically like, um, is there anything you want to tell me um, about your childhood or I don't, I, I don't even remember how she said it, but basically she wanted feedback because she was feeling herself. She was in a phase and I can tell based on the conversations, based on the back and forth arguments I would have with her. You know what I mean? She was feeling a way like, like she's very dramatic. Okay. But she's feeling a way like she wanted love from her children or she felt like she wasn't getting love from us. So then she figured, Oh, let me let me reach out. I was the last person. She she but I think she already knew what I was going to say. <clears throat> but she reached out to my other siblings and then she was telling me at the end. I and knowing my mother, she was just I don't even know if it was real cuz sometimes she says stuff just to bait you, just to get you to say something. I don't know. That's just I'm just keeping it real. And what I say to you, I say to her also. And um <clears throat> Um, you know, she tried to use her brain, but she doesn't realize that it's an old time saying that you try to be slick or you try to use your brain to try to get information or say something or whatever. But she doesn't realize that what she's doing is so obvious, you know what I mean? And then she puts on the mom guilt, you know, but she was feeling a way about something to the point that, <clears throat> to the point that she was like, well, I just spoke with your sisters and I was surprised, you know, whatever. I was surprised also um, <laughs> based on what she was saying because it, it, I don't know word for word how it went. I don't remember because I didn't write it down. But basically she was asking them, is there anything that you felt that you want to say to me 
that, you know, from a childhood, teenager, young adult stage that you felt some kind of way because certain people in my family do hold on to, you know, for ages and won't let it go. It's like, move on with your life, but they like to hold on to stuff. And I, I have to admit, I used to be one of those people. They would, they would call it a word like, um, it's not vengeful. It's, um, Oh, oh, I forgot what the word is right now. But basically you hold on, you hold a grudge, you hold a grudge and you hold on for things for a long time, especially if somebody hurts you or talk bad about you. you. You know how it goes and you hold on with resentment in your heart. And I said that used to be me because people don't realize that when you hold on to a lot of that energy, it, it just cripples you a little bit. You know what I mean? It's almost like you're holding on to jealousy. It's almost like you're holding on to greed. You're holding on to anger. You're holding on to H- hatred. And you have years and years and years of that. It is going to affect you. And then sometimes you think that you may have it under control. And then one day you just blurt out and burst open and just unflood all of these emotions. And you're just like, you're listening to Go to Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron where you can find a new episode each week by typing in go, the number 10, followed by L-I-S-A. It's all one word. Go 10 Lisa Podcast could be found on any podcast app. Just type it in, see my pink hair, listen to an episode, subscribe, 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 give a rating, tell a friend, and listen to more episodes. And you just explode, and it's just like, Where did that come from? You know what I mean? So she proceeded to tell me, which I was so shocked. She, I guess she was like, I, sometimes I think my mother is living in a, um, reality show kind of mindset, meaning that she went and asked because I'm pretty much upfront and I would just say on my, what's on my mind. And sometimes she doesn't, a lot of times she doesn't like that. A lot of times she wants you to think, feel, act the way she acts. And I'm not about that life. And I keep telling her, you need to accept everybody for who they are. You understand me? Just because somebody didn't say good morning to you, why why are you acting away towards them? That's who they are. You know what I mean? Like, it's just little stuff that's so minute to me. It doesn't mean anything to me. And then she used this excuse about, well, that's the way we were brought up. Yes, that is the way you're brought up. But you also have a mind to evolve to realize that some of the things that you may have been taught or brought up or said about um, may not have been correct or you may improve on it and make it better. You know what I mean? Um, but I just think it's a cop-out sometimes with some of the things. Yes, I'm talking about my mother, people. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, she's talking about her mother on podcasts on just like that? Here's the thing. I respect you more when you're open and honest to me. If you're open and honest to me and we can have a conversation and there are hardly any... You're going to have feelings, but not that much feelings. You know what I'm trying to say? And there's a way to say things also, you know what I mean? So you could be tactful, but yet nice. You could be, there's a way to say, there's a way to communicate. Uh, And I'm not about the whole phoniness and fakeness and all this and that, you know what I mean? I'll listen a little bit, but I'm just not it. 
And one thing is for sure, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. That is the number one thing about me. Don't tell me. I'll give an example. It's about expectations. It's also about understanding who you're talking to, especially if they're your children, your spouse, your partner, your family members and whatever, because dealing with family on a whole is very, very hard, right? You have to have tough conversations sometimes. You have to understand and listen where the other person's coming from. And the number one thing, you got to let stuff go. Why the heck are you bringing me stuff from when we were 10 years old? Hello? You know what I mean? Is that really important? And you're probably saying, yes, Lisa, it's important to them because it's their feelings and whatever. But how old are we now? We're old now. You get what I'm, I'm I, you know, we're old now. But you get the point. If you had something to say, say it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I get it. I get it. But it's like, at some point, let it go. So my mother went and asked my siblings, I guess something around the questions, you know, of what I said before about, you know, is there anything you want to say? Now, mind you, my mother is almost like me in some degree, but she thinks that I'm a little bit harder. But she's very fluffy and um, pretentious and nicey-nice. You get what I'm trying to say? And she says that's who she is. So I just respect that and let it go, right? But she's the kind of person where she's like, Oh, hi, how you doing or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hi, how are you doing? You know, we're different personalities and we just need to respect that, right? But I'm saying all of this just to give you a glimpse into our relationship a little bit to say that we're both born in the month of October. We're a couple of days apart from each other, right? And um, she's older, of course, you know, and... Basically, I know what she was thinking. I know it because I've known her all my life, right? This is what my mother was thinking. I'm going to ask the other siblings, my other daughters, because I know they're going to give me the fluff and they're going to say, oh, no, mother, there's nothing at all, nothing that I, I want to say. You've been a great mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm laughing. And if she hears this episode, she's going to probably get upset and say, what? But it's the truth. You know what I mean? And she was shocked as hell that both of my sisters came back with sh- from God knows when. One of my sisters is almost like my son and like to bring up stuff from Timbuktu years from how many years ago this was that have nothing to do with the present, have nothing to do with the present conversation, have nothing to do with a present argument or nothing. They will bring up stuff from way back then just to prove a point. And it's not even relevant to, to current year, right? So she, like I said to you before, she was feeling some kind of way. And I can tell from the conversation that she was feeling... I guess every mother go through it. I've been, trust me, being a parent is one of the hardest jobs. I've always said that. I've had my own struggles with my son as well. A lot of it is communication and behavior. That's where it is with my son. 
is spiritually, communication, and behavior. Those three things, especially with the communication, especially with the mouth. You understand me? And he's at the point where he is um, young adult, try, you know, very egotistical, meaning that he's very into himself. He's at the stage where he just feels like he's right about everything. Raise your hand because I'm raising my hand. Been there, done that. I wasn't so egotistical of him, but I did have a, oh, I know what I'm doing kind of attitude. You don't have to tell me elders in the family or aunts, uncle or whatever. You don't have to tell me. I know everything. I know everything kind of attitude. And, you know, we've all been through that. Like, don't tell me your old fashioned ways. I know how to do it. And da, 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 da. But I'm the kind of person where I listen, but I still do what I want to do. And I never disrespect you unless I am freaking, 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 freaking mad to the max. But I will never, you know, go that route. The kids nowadays, they don't care. <laughs> they just don't care. So, like I said, she was feeling some kind of way. And as parents, we, if you haven't gone through it already, because some people think their kids are perfect, then maybe they are. Kudos to you. Um, you know, and, you know, your kid haven't acted up yet or whatever. And it's good as parents that we recognize sometimes when our kids do act up that, hey, they, we used to act like that. And then when I see a behavior, I say, nope, that's, that's the, that's his father's side of family. His father acted like that. But the one thing about my son's father, he has a lot of respect for his elders. You know what I mean? So I don't know where, where this, <coughs> excuse me, where this is coming from. But I understand also as a parent that you're going to go through emotions and you're going to cry sometimes and you're going to go through a phase like my mother, like you're wondering, am I doing a good job? Like, am I really bad? It was it all worth it. You know what I mean? And cry. Listen, there are times that I go through and I, I, I had to come to the resolution that, Hey, everybody's story is different. Everyone's life is different. You may, and, and I try not to compare myself with other kids. Oh, that, that sailed a long time ago because I've come to realize also that some people who act like their household is perfect is not really perfect. And sometimes it it may be cohesive and, and loving and nice and everyone gets along. I love to see that, you know, and wish it was constant all the time. And, um, you know, like I said, there's different seasons different things happening, but a lot of, um, disengagement and stuff. It it comes from communication and it comes from a lot of feelings and it comes from a lot of jealousy also in my family. And I don't understand what it is, you know what I mean? But it's a lot of it has to do with feelings and communication, just like with everybody else. And it's like, how can you get past it and whatever? So, I knew exactly when she was beginning to tell me the story, what she was hoping to accomplish, come to find out that my sisters unloaded on her and, and I was shocked you know, because it was like, wow, you thought it was just me voicing my opinion, you know, when I got older, but technically they had issues too, but I'm like, some of it was like, I don't know. Some of it was just like they were respectful to my to my mother, but they just went along with it. 
and whatever. And um, I guess as because we're all parents now, it's like we kind of like see why certain decisions, some decisions were made. We can't understand some. You you know how that goes. But <clears throat> I want to know, like, have you had that conversation with your parents or someone that has your guardian or someone that had grew, grown you up, grew you up, you know, someone that's been a parent figure in your life. Have you like had a discussion or said to them, you know, thank you for raising me, you know, but there were times when X, Y, and Z, or I didn't like when you did this, or I didn't like when you did that. And let me know how that goes. You know what I mean? I'm not here to start any friction or anything. If you take this, this podcast episode and start to have conversation, but I'm just curious, like people think that <clears throat> it's almost like at a job, right? You ha- you're at a job and the thing about any job is like the employee wants feedback to know how good they're doing and the employer wants to give feedback to let you know how you're doing. It's almost like family and parenthood. How am I doing as a parent? Oh, trust me, <laughs> when they reach teenage years, they're going to tell you how you are as a parent. You're annoying. Oh, I hate you. Oh, I can't stand you. Oh, leave me alone. Oh my gosh. Oh, this, oh, that, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There are different levels of it, but you're going to go through some kind of feelings about how you're feeling and straight up into young adult, or maybe for some people straight all the way up into adulthood. I have no idea. Right. But she was feeling herself. And so then came my turn for my phone call and I just shut it down. I just shut it down right away because I was like, we already had this conversation. I am not in the mood to, um, rehash this. I am, you know, you may be feeling some kind of way, but I am not going down that road because I am not about that. I don't want to hear and bring up all this Stuff because here's how I'm thinking you cannot change the past, you cannot change the past. So, if any of my family is listening to this podcast episode, you cannot change the past. What can you do about it now? You know what I mean? If what's doing, if the solution for you is to voice your opinion now, to let go, to feel a release, fine, right? But I just said to my mother, wow, I'm shocked. I'm very shocked because, because I, you know, I never knew. I just never knew, right? That goes to show you, you just don't know what a person is feeling or holding in. And this is why I want to encourage, I will say this part. I want to encourage everyone, speak their truth. You know what I mean? Speak their truth in the moment. Don't let things go on for a long periods of time, years, and you're bringing up stuff that's irrelevant. Deal with it in the moment. It may take you a couple of days or a week, but don't let it go past six months or something. Let it be fresh. Let it be fresh in their memory so they can remember that stuff. You understand me? You're bringing up stuff from when we were kids, when all kids act bad, all kids are selfish. All kids maybe love it. All kids want their own way. All kids are into toys and oh, come on. You know what I mean? So I wanted to talk about it and I'm really not a hard bitchy kind of person. You know, oh, I said, you know, I'm not. And, um, 
but I can be if I really wanted to be. I have been or whatever. I could have been worse if I really, really wanted to be. But it's really just not me, you know what I mean, at this point in my life. And it's just like, <sighs> and here's the thing. It's just not my mother. It's just not my siblings. There are other family members um, that tough conversations had to have happen. Some people are still into their feelings because of their tough conversations. So then the question comes back, are you ready for the feedback? Are you ready? When you're asking someone a question like that or something deep, 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 are you ready for the feedback? And you were like, yeah, 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 I asked it, so I'm ready. But are you truly, truly ready? You know what I mean? So if you're going to do this, brace yourself for the worst. I mean, so therefore, you know what I mean? <clears throat> you're not surprised like my mother was. So then one of my aunts called my mother, you know, one of her sisters called her and was saying something similar. Like she didn't ask her son, <laughs> but the son decided to give her, give his mother feedback about when he was younger and how he felt he didn't get enough love, I was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. But I think with my family, because it's all over the place, right? Um, there's so many emotions. There's so many um, things that should have been spoken about a long time ago. There's so many um, unsolved conversation mysteries or whatever. There's a lot of open cases, if that makes sense. Open cases in regards to conversations. It's about my family love to talk. Everybody knows. If you tell one person in my family, everybody in the family knows. And if you don't know that by now, and you're listening to my podcast episode, wake up because it's the truth. Everybody knows it. And um, <clears throat> even when, even though some people try to not have certain people talk about their particular child or whatever, people still know stuff. And, um, and it's okay. And it's okay if people know. We may not know the whole version, but we know something. And then there are certain family members who just talk that like everybody, they talk, they talk, you know, and some people act like their kids are more perfect than the, the others. Um, but let me tell you something though, we're a strong family and we are a Christian based family. And, um, I kind of feel bad to, I don't want to give a wrong impression that, Christians are like this way. We're really, we're really, all Christians are really, really good at heart. Um, what I'm learning now through my Bible studies and stuff, you know, taking my Bible studies more is, um, we get so distracted with earthly things that are going on and earthly things and noise and is distracting us from God's word, from the Bible there's so many things going on in the world right now that just makes you want to say, what? You know, but I just want to say, stay strong. You know, believe in God, believe in Jesus, and um, have those tough conversations, vice versa, whether you're giving it or receiving it. And let it be known, the expectations at the beginning, like, I'm just saying this to you because now I'm in a different place or... I just want us to be in a better relationship, you know what I mean? Um, and you have to accept 
and listen to what each other is saying. And you, the one thing about my family also is that you also have to um, accept who the person is. If a person is a homebody and don't want to go out, why are you getting upset? Why are you getting upset if they don't come to your house or whatever? Let it go. They already said they're not up to it. You should know all these years that's how that person is. You know what I mean? It's like people in my family, some people, especially the elders, they they want you to act and think like them. And and if you don't, you kind of seem like a rebel kind of person. It, but isn't that society? Isn't society saying the same thing? Oh, if you don't act and walk and this and that, then then you're considered bad. Isn't that how white people view, some white people view black people? Like, if you don't walk this way back in the day or act this way, then you're outright disobeying and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. God forbid, but it happened. You know what I mean? Isn't that kind of like a little bit of prejudice or whatever? Um, Your family members are the toughest critics out there. Some of it is coming from a place of love just to make you stronger, He's saying stronger, stronger in regards to your family is giving it to you. So therefore, when you go out into the world, you don't cry. But sometimes you do cry if they act that way. I think that some of the younger people, some of the people out there nowadays, and even older, middle age, whatever kind of people there, they're a little bit meaner. People are a little bit like, and when you look and trace, why are they mean? It comes back to emotions. It comes back to feelings. What are we doing with these feelings, especially when it's coming from a place of not love? What are we doing? Journaling is a good way to write down your feelings because that is also um, a way, instead of verbally doing it, you can write it down. But I would recommend you write it down and say to the person in a, you know, stages, baby steps, you know, Ask yourself why it is that you're angry. Ask it is why it is that you're upset. It's almost asking a little child, why are you upset? What make you upset? You know, sometimes we're so busy when we're asking a child that to, we hear it and we're still cooking and we're still cleaning and we're still doing everything. But basically as adults, why are we bringing this up right now? Is it because we're getting older? Is it because... um we just want validation. Listen, I've come to realize that I did the best that I possibly could. I've had a little bit, I don't believe in regrets, just a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit. I think one of my biggest regrets is um, with the ones that I love, which is my dogs and my son, right? And I already, you already listened to the episode of when one of my dogs died. I have so many regrets to this day and part of me still have to let it go. Some days I say that I'm that I did let it go and then the memories come back but then I have to focus on the on the good memories, you know. Um there are things that as parents we wish we could do better and whatever, you know, but you can't get stuck on coulda woulda shoulda. And that's where I am, you know, but the one thing about me and my son, especially me that I've tried to do is that I've listened in the past. Nowadays, I really don't want to listen, but I, you know, because it's just coming from a place of, I don't know what it is, you know, and it's kind of like, 
why are you saying that when that has nothing to do with what we're saying kind of attitude but I'm still listening but I'm not letting it get to me does that make sense I think my son just wants a reaction from me about certain things that he's doing and saying and then I have to drill back why why you know and um because I do love my son and I have expressed say that I love him all the time growing up and but sometimes you raise your kid a certain way and sometimes kids want to choose to listen to outside noises outside distractions and um and sometimes they feel like that's a way of being independent but independence doesn't mean that you're rude you're being hate being hard and hatred you know saying hate hateful stuff you know what i mean and as parents we just have to monitor it and watch it and make sure that they're expressing themselves in a healthy way, you know? Um, so even though it may be coming out a little bit, I'm not making excuses, but even though it may be coming out a little bit harsh, I'm looking at it also like he's expressing himself, but I'm also telling him that he has to work on his communication because the communication, you can express whatever you want to express and make it be relevant to what we're talking about. I don't care about stuff that neither one of us was here about 200, 500 years ago. I I know about it, care about it a little bit, but what does that have to do with our conversations? I know that there are certain elements that are going on in the world right now with racism and, you know, against black men and all that kind of stuff. And I know it's harder for black men growing up now and the challenges that they're faced with or whatever. But I'm saying all this to say that my son and I have had those deep, deep, hard, harsh, rough, tough, crying, <clears throat> caring, loving conversations. The crying is mostly on my part. And conversations, apology, regret, forgiveness, all that stuff where we're just talking it out. You know what I mean? And... Some kids growing up, such as teenage years, I tell you, man, tough ones, they're like, they, anything, you, anything you do, they're going to feel that like it's wrong, you know, somewhere, somehow in their mind. And um, so it's like, listen to what he has to say. And I'm like, this is why I did X, Y, and Z. This is why I was a Nancy Jew mom. This is why I did this and that. A lot of the problems that me and my son had during teenage years were the girls, the girls not following curfew, the language, the attitude, the behavior, all of that. And the communication. One of the biggest problems that I faced as a parent was when I call you, when I text you, there's no response. Hello, I am paying for the phone bill. The phone is for you to communicate with me also, okay? And, um, so it's very embarrassing and it's very worrying. They don't see the worry, you know what I mean? And he has the attitude like, oh, I can handle myself. And I'm like, but I am still the parent. Hello. You're still underage. Hello. Um, you still have to answer me back, you know? So it's like a fluctuation of behaviors, like wanting to hang out here, there. There was lots of sports in between trying to keep him busy um, but at the end of the day, I already had those conversations with my child, so I don't have to be like my mother and wait, you know, many years later. Like I said, 
she's stuck on being brought up a certain way and I'm more like let's just learning from her learning from other family members and doing things a little bit differently and I'm like let's talk about it now and I've come to realize with my child that there are times that he doesn't want to talk about it now and I have to wait for him to be ready to talk about it and woe is me I've said this before when he's ready to talk he holds in stuff from whatever, but he tries not to hold it in as long as he did before. He will probably hold it in for, I think, a couple of weeks, a month max or whatever, and whatever, but not years, you know, and then we deal with it, you know, and we talk about it. At least you got it out. I mean, a lot of built up tension and stress and um, body ailments all stem from holding on to that negativity. So, you know, it's interesting that other family members, you know, older ones are now getting the feedback, receiving the feedback, and they don't know what to do. It was like, what? So, of course, my aunt told her son, what do you mean? I did X, Y, and Z, and da-da-da-da-da-da. The kids don't see you as a parent, what you did for them. All they remember is, oh, you took away my Game Boy. I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't know what I did? All the stuff that I had to go through, the, the loops I had to go through. I had to drive here, there, in the rain, in the snow. I had to go pick you up, drop you off. You don't remember any of that, the stuff that we did. So I was glad to hear that my aunt, because we're, we're quick to rebuttal. Let me tell you that. We're quick, quick, quick quick, quick to rebuttal, you know, to say what we have to say, because sometimes it's like, that's what you thought growing up, but this is what the reality is also. And, and then let them process it, let them meditate on it and let them think about it. We're not here to hurt you as parents. Um, there's some dumb stuff that you do and there's some crazy stuff that you say and do, but at the end of the day, we do love you. You know what I mean? And, um, so like I said, um, so my mother respected that I didn't want to talk about it because she knew very well that we already discussed this years before or whatever. So, but like I said, she was feeling some kind of way or something. Um, and she wanted and thought that, oh, I'm not going to get it from Lisa because Lisa's just going to be honest and tell me, I really want fluffy, fluffy talk right now. So let me call my other two daughters and they will tell me, but she was shocked. But then it comes back to, you asked, but were you really, truly, honestly ready for the feedback? So as parents, we have to be ready because sometimes we may see ourselves doing everything and doing it this way and think that it's right, but the recipient, which is our children, our child, or whatever, sees it a different way. And it's just about having those conversations, you know, make it a game, make it a sit down night or whatever. I'm just bringing this to you raw and honestly, just to tell you guys like, Hey, you know, this is what's happening over here in my family. What's happening in your family. And if you are going through this, maybe this is something that can help you to let you know. And that's the purpose of my podcast is to share with other moms out there, other family members out there, other people out there listening to say, hey, we have all this wealth and information that we may be hanging on to. Let's pass it on and help each other. You know what I mean? There are too many 
mass shooting and stuff and unnecessary shootings going on nowadays. And when they trace it back to the to the bad person, it's like all these emotions, you know, and all of these feelings and all of these hate crimes. I don't even know where that's coming from. It's like the number one thing I think about is, okay, this is a young person doing this act. Where did they get that thinking and thought from? Is it their parents, their family? If not, is it an outside influence? And who is that influencer? And hope and pray. We have to pray over our children each and every day and pray over our family, pray over ourselves for God to God and protect us, you know, each and every day because you just don't know. But like I said, it starts with conversations. It starts with getting getting inside your your children's mind uh your child's mind a little bit and also when you hear the bad stuff ask for forgiveness say that you're sorry tell them that you're sorry cuz sometimes that's all they need to hear you know what i mean they still will feel a little bit away but at least the hurt the anger won't be as much does that make sense so it's like like i said hang in there parents hang in there because this is a tough job and we can do it. We can do it. But, you know, there's going to be good days and going to be bad days. But it all boils down to love, laughter, and good communication. Hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Until next time, peace, love. Bye.